Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Off Kilter No Filter. I am your host, Byron Alexander, joined by my awesome ass co-host, Mrs. Tammy Chase. That's me. <laughs> That's me. Thank you. How did you do it? Like, uh, yeah. did you ever watch the? Uh, did you watch like all that in the Amanda Show? I did, yes. You remember when uh, Amanda, please? She had her segment, Dear Ashley, and she go like, "That's me." <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Should do that next. I'll do that next episode. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. Nineties ah, <laughs> TV show. Well, you were asking about anyway. Yes. <laughs> All right. So off off mic, you were asking me about my new puppy. Yes. So it had been twenty two years since I'd had a puppy in my household. And now I remember all puppies are little assholes. <laughs> he literally bites everything. No matter what you do, he's biting. Like, and I, th- I, th- I think sometimes he looks at me and I see help me in his eyes. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't know what to do. So he's got chew toys constantly. We got <laughs> toys all over our house. And I got chew sticks constantly. And it's just, oh, I'm like, sorry, I'm actually literally yawning, and I don't mean to. <laughs> um, it's, it's exhausting. He's, he's very, oh, he's very, uh, Bo Burnham has this song called The Internet, uh-huh. and in the, in the song, he says, welcome to anything and everything all of the time. That's how I feel about this puppy. He's just anything and everything all of the time. Like, he wakes up, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> and then you put him in his bed, he's fine. But then when you bring him out, he's like, yeah. And it's, like, <laughs> it's like, stop anything and everything all of the time. <laughs> and so he's only 11 weeks, though. So I have to, I have to, you know, I'm, I'm using your space and grace mm-hmm. mantra with this puppy. Because, again, he's only 11 weeks. He doesn't know. He's not. It seems like he's being aggressive, but he's not. Mm. He's he's the puppies can't be aggressive, so everything he does is just pure, pure baby. There's like no thought process behind it. When he does put a thought process behind it, because I've taught him to sit, so he knows how to sit. Um, he knows how to play fetch. He's a retriever, so it's kind of already in him. But you know, <laughs> um, we're honing those skills, and and he he when he is successful with training, I can see it in you know him the. The wheels moving in his brain mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he does really well but when he's just being just the the id of the trifecta of id you know uh ego and and super ego he is just uh he he just he has no control oh. but and, and he's 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 99% potty trained too by the way oh wow so he's very smart yeah he's very smart he just He's a puppy, and so that kind of kicks in. It's kind of like a two-year-old human child. They they can learn certain things. They learn how to be potty trained. They they can start learning their ABCs, all that. But there are moments, and the whole rest of the day, it's nothing but just pure being, and that's what that's what he's at. Mm. And according to my daughter, uh, who is right now in the process of training a teenager, a dog. Atlas is only like eight months old. Mm-hmm. And so she said, uh, it, it's, yeah, it's going to happen again. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> She's like, he's going to settle down just because this is what happened with Rocco. 
He's going to settle down for a little bit, and then all of a sudden he's going to hit his teenage years. Because uh, they're adults by two, right? They're adults by two. So uh, she said, and then you'll it, it, all of a sudden you'll wake up one day, right after they're like two years old, you'll wake up and you're like, what's wrong with my dog? He's not like chewing everything, and he's not running around and all that. She's like, because he's hit adulthood. Mm. So I was talking to the vet, and the vet's like, yeah, that's, the vet's like, yeah, that's pretty much what will happen. And I'm like, so I get two years of this? <laughs> <laughs> so I apologize to Doug all the time, my better half, and, you know, tell him I am so sorry. I brought this puppy in. <laughs> we just <laughs> moved here. We've only lived in Key West for two and a half months now. Mm. That's it. The puppy's only two and a half months old. <laughs> he, was, he was born the day we left Texas. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was born June 15th. Goodness. So he's as old as us leaving, uh, as, as us moving to, to Key West. I can't believe it's September 2nd already of 2023. Already? Yeah. I don't know. Like August it, Well, that's the thing. It's, it's weird, right? Like, yeah. summer felt long, which I guess yeah. is fine. But then at the same time, it's like, how is it already September? Oh, I, don't I know. want it to be November. I, I want it to be like October and November. Yeah, see our time episode because it's the whole concept of t- or perception yeah. of time kind of. Yeah, I, that's yeah, true. Yeah, I don't. So like that's it. a good one to watch. Yeah. You are right. Yeah. So, anyway. I I I want it to I want it to be October. One, it cools down in Key West, mm-hmm. um, and it, the the temperatures aren't so Texas like in October and November. Uh, and then there's Fantasy Fest. Which is wonderful. I can't wait to participate in that. And then Liam comes out in November. Oh, cool. Visit. He'll be our first visitor. Is he coming for Thanksgiving? Yeah. And Uh-huh. For Thanksgiving break, yeah. I get a week, so he's coming out for that. Nice. And then, yeah, then so I'm, I'm you know, we, we both now, Doug and I both have our driver's license changed. We both have Florida driver's licenses and a Florida plate on the car. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We are now Floridians. Floridians. So please stay sane. I know you will, yeah. but I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, of course. I, I'm, I'm trying to change Florida blue, baby, or at least purple. Right. Actually, I'm trying to change it rainbow. That's why I moved to Key West. Ah, nice. Mm-hmm. Well, Which hey. has a, a large, you know, LGBTQ plus population. It, it actually, Key West is like found, almost founded on that that whole principle. Mm. So it's it's you know that seems to be like that part of mm-hmm. that part of Florida, like Wilton Manor, Saint Petersburg. I remember mm-hmm. it was like the big thing where. Um, especially in like 2000 up leading up to the 2008 election because um, of course Bush is still president and doing all of his mess and yeah but I kept hearing especially like people who were um, people who were in the LGBT uh, Q plus community um, they were like yeah I guess the quote unquote safest place to go is St. Saint, Saint Saint Petersburg Florida um Cause that's okay. where like that you could retire there. And apparently that's, that's where a lot of people um, would mm-hmm. congregate or whatever. 
that's why like when DeSatan yeah. became governor and stuff, I was like, wait, I thought Florida was supposed to be like laid back and chill and shit. What what is this? Southern Florida is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So like anything above above Orlando mm-hmm. is still considered part of the deep south. So like Orlando and then down down south to all the way down to where we are in the last part of it is much more um life affirming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And much more uh, accepting. I mean, that's where, again, that's where a lot of immigrants come in, mm-hmm. right? Uh, is in southern Florida and stuff. Miami, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Fort Lauderdale, Tampa, all that stuff. And so it's, it is, Florida is like two different things. Kind of like Texas is, is got its little hot spots. Like every major city in Texas is not Republican. Right. And so, you know, it's, it's the rural areas in Texas that are the red parts. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was there was this guy <laughs> pulling into town yesterday, coming home from work, because uh, I work on a different island, pulling in, and there's a left or a right turn. You either go left on South Roosevelt or right on North Roosevelt, which is still A1A, right? It's still Highway 1. Uh, it's just a loop around Key West. So I turn left because my house is off of South Roosevelt, uh, and <laughs> this guy pulls by me. And up close to me. Well, not up close, but he's like beside me. So he can turn right and I can turn left. Mm-hmm. And I look over and in the bed of his big giant pickup truck are three flags. One is the American flag. Sure, mm-hmm. I'm all right. The other two were, you know, Trump 2024 flags. Yeah. So I looked at him. He had his window down. I had my window down. Of course, I'm listening to like Buddy Guy, some, you know, some blues and all that. I look over at him. I look at his flags, and I just looked at him, I started laughing. <laughs> I was just like, ah. Oh. And then the light turned green, he's like, fuck you, and I'm like, <laughs> and I just kept driving. Yeah, I was like, I mean, you're... That's going to be my reaction just from now on. Mm-hmm. If anybody ever does, I'm just going to be like, <laughs> Yeah. And shake my head and laugh and walk away. Yeah. Because honestly, there's, there's, I'm not even gonna say anything. It's just gonna, I'm gonna laugh, and they can take that laughter how they want. But that's it. It just, it was, it was, it was a legitimate laugh too. It was just funny to me because I'm like, are you serious right now, mm-hmm. with your flags and the bit, you know, flapping in the bed of your truck? It's like, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, welcome to the most liberal town in all of Florida, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's funny. That, no, it's just like... Yeah, and I, I don't even think... Yeah. Uh, well, it... it just, no, no, go ahead. Well, no, it's just... It's so funny, especially, like, after everything. It's like how mm-hmm. ironic it is that people can fly uh, those flags next <laughs> to each other. It's like you, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you do, and obviously you just don't care. You're not getting it. Yeah, but it's like... You, yeah. It's there's, just only two, there's only two choices. Either you're yeah. a dumb fuck or you don't care. One yeah. or the other. And it's like, like it's just yep. what flavor the of other. the structural stuff, you know, are you, uh, you know, are you partaking in, right? Because yeah. if you can fly the American flag, yeah. the Trump flag, Blue Lives Matter flag, the Nazi flag, and the Confederate flag all next to each other, that should tell you something, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just like really. Just, I, can't I mean, that's how stupid it is. It it like, it's laugh, funny. Right? It just makes me laugh. Yeah, and it would be. I mean, it's funny, and it and it would be hilarious. Unfortunately, right? It's quite dangerous, as you've seen. Right? Yeah. We've seen that. 
And it's oh, just yeah. like, oh, sure. yeah. that's, exactly. that's the whole point. It's like, you can fly these things next to each other and still don't get it. It's like, ugh, you big dummies. I don't have time. Anyway. Yeah. Well, let's move on to our daily, our, our subject this week. Yes. Then. So we're moving on from that. And mm-hmm. this week, we're actually going to talk about some music. We've touched on yes. it before with like our MTV episode and um, our 1980s music episode and our One Hit Wonders episode. Was it One Hit Wonders? No, it wasn't One Hit Wonders. Mm-hmm. Was it One Hit Wonders? It was One Hit Wonders. Whatever. Um, we've talked about music <laughs> several times. And of course, as in every episode I mention, my music. Uh, but this time, um, I saw a video on the YouTubes. Um, of somebody I follow, Calvin Michaels. He's he's pretty hilarious. He's a skinny version of me, um, mm-hmm. and he has he hair. Is, for sure. Um, but yep. yeah, he has hair. But he's I, I like him. He's he's, he's good. He's mm-hmm. awesome. And uh, and he actually has a podcast. He has a comedic park uh, podcast. Um, I can't think of the name of it. I'm so sorry. But Calvin Michaels, just look him up. He's 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 awesome. Anyway, um, comedically hard headed. That's what it's called. Anyway. So, um, his video came up in my feed, and he was talking about how Billboard had run an article a few weeks back, maybe a month ago now, um, and it was talking about how today's entertainers slash artists um, aren't hitting the same way that entertainers and artists of mm-hmm. 20 or 30 years ago, I guess 40 years ago now, um, were hitting. So in essence, it was basically saying that the people that are out today don't have the same legs or staying power as the artists from the MTV era or or, or before. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it's true. Even in in his in his titling, he's like, oh, really? Like you can hear the sarcasm. It's like, no shit, Sherlock. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And well, yeah. Yeah, yeah just, go ahead. well, and he breaks it down, and and we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna reference the video, um, but also add my two cents. Uh, I'll probably sure. repeat a lot of what he said because again, he's a skinny version of me. He just has the YouTube channel mm-hmm. first, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes. you know, and um, yeah. a lot of the points that he made, I think I've also made in several uh, episodes here. Yes, and like yes. in just our personal conversations yeah. about music. So mm-hmm. yeah, so we'll we're gonna dive into that. So, do you want to go first? <laughs> Well, yeah, okay, I will, because I, I just watched the video, so my, my opinions are very fresh as far as, like, you know, things that he said, mm-hmm. and I, I agree with him in a lot of, with a lot of things, like almost everything, mm-hmm. um, but for sure about the stay, I want to talk about the staying power, mm-hmm. because um, I, I am a 54-year-old woman, so of course, I, I, and I, do, I don't have children at home anymore, and the child that I did just have at home recently didn't listen to pop music he didn't listen to anything that's on the radio um with the exception of the jazz station that comes out of unt uh university of north texas in denton but anyway (laughs) uh so i i know nothing um for the most part about popular music now except this so i allow i i do teach seventh graders Yes, you may you may pity me for the moment, <laughs> uh, but I teach seventh grade. So the other yesterday they took a test and it was on on their Chromebooks, and I told them when you're done, you can put your headphones in, 
and you may listen to music on the using the Chromebook. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they did. So <laughs> they had their earbuds in, but you know they're still kind of open air, so you can hear things, yeah, right? right? And I can hear their music, and I just sat there like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> so I asked one of them. I'm like, "What? What is that? It just sounds like. Let's see if I can do this. It sounds like." I'm like, what is that? They're like, oh, I think that's a drum machine. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I said, so are there any humans making any of that music? Like, like is the singer even human? Yeah, right. Uh, and, and, and they're like, yeah, this is such and such. And it's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, so, all right. So when is that person literally said this? So when I watched this video tonight, it was really... It kind of it was it was great how I connected with it because of I asked this kid I was like, so when are they coming to concert? And the kid's like, I I don't I don't know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know I don't know if I'll ever see them in concert. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Why why would you not see them in concert? Because you know when I was a kid, hell yeah, you know. But I I grew up with the greats, right? right? Who are still around, by the way, mm-hmm. and still that still sell out stadiums yeah. of people, right? And because even even he, he he even mentioned Miss Janet Jackson, yep, who hasn't had a hit since like two thousand one or whatever, yep. but still sells out stadiums because of people like me, mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. Because uh, these kids know absolutely nothing about music. They don't. Right. And they don't care. They don't care about it either because we've we've gone gone past that mm-hmm. where one, like he was talking about, they don't record companies don't promote albums anymore mm-hmm. and then because they don't buy albums anymore and these kids only listen to about thirty seconds of a song and then they flip it to another song. Mm-hmm. And so there's no there's no connection with any of the artists. Right. You know, now I do have some kids in the class. I, there's always the emos. Right? There's always those deep thinkers whose parents have, have trained them right who come up to me and go, do you like Led Zeppelin? Mm-hmm. I do like Led Zeppelin. <laughs> cool, Miss Chase. I really like this song. It speaks to me. I really like that. I like how it connects to Lord of the Rings. It's like, I like you. You're a good kid. You actually <laughs> listen to the freaking song. <laughs> and by the way, Robert Plant still does tour. <laughs> you could actually go see him. <laughs> Speaking of staying power and touring, mm-hmm. we have to do just a quick, just a quick uh, uh, moment to address the fact that Jimmy Buffett died yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw talk that about this staying morning. power. Um, yeah, I didn't. So talk about staying power. Yeah. This man. Know. Okay, let me just say this. This this is what record companies and promotion and just that kind of that kind of connection with audiences Mm -hmm. jimmy buffett is probably the prime example of a connection to an audience Mm -hmm. the song margaritaville started everything but what clinched it was later on when he did five o'clock somewhere Mm. and it kind of repurposed him Mm -hmm. to where and, and you know he just kept making albums and putting them out there and putting them out there and all that kind of stuff to where everybody in the free world can sing at least a couple bars of Margaritaville mm-hmm. or the song he made with God, it was that Alan Jackson something like that uh, five o'clock somewhere and so Jimmy Buffett still up until let's see he his last 
His last performance was in June. Up until June, he was still selling out stadiums. Oh, wow. Margaritaville came out in 1977. (laughs) (laughs) But this motherfucker has restaurants all over the country. And not just Margaritaville restaurants, but Cheeseburger and Paradise restaurants. He also has his stores. And guess this guy was smart and got in on the merch. Mm. Right? So everybody wants something that says Margaritaville on it. Or something that says Jimmy Buffett on it. Or something that says it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Or something that, you know, says like Fins Up. Or something, any, of, any of his catchphrases from any of his songs. If you listen to his songs, his songs are fun. Some are contemplative. But none of them are like, you know, like a Michael Jackson song. Right. Now, speaking of longevity also, mm-hmm. is Michael Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's, there's such a difference with, in, with music today. And the, the, what's his name? Is it Calvin? Uh, yeah, Calvin Michaels, yes. Okay. Calvin Michaels. And the thing that, you know, it's interesting that he's talking about is with these record companies, but just the artists themselves, you know, are, are there's, there's such a... I feel like there's a, a disconnect with a lot of the artists and, and the, the thing that they're trying to do. Yes. Like, he, he was talking about how... Uh, Calvin Michaels was talking about how people that are working for record companies these days, some of them don't even like music, right? They, there's, like, they don't, they, don't, they don't care. It's just about the bottom line. And I think that is... You know, and he mentioned that also about some of these people who are putting stuff out on TikTok and all that. They don't, they don't care. They just want to be famous for their 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. But what they don't realize is, is if they cared, they could be famous forever. Right. Or even just turn that. I always say, like, it's kind of the Andy Warhol thing. Like, everybody gets their 15 yeah. minutes of fame. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, you get yeah. your 15 minutes, but, like, drag it out. Make it a long 15 minutes. Right? Yes, exactly. You know, like. Exactly. I mean, that's I, the staying power. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, like, Janet, for example. When she's Janet, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, it's 15 years from 1986 yeah. with Control up until 2001 with All for You. Um, mm-hmm. Like she was just putting out hit after hit after hit, but that's she really established herself as you know Janet Jackson in yeah. that in that 15 year time time separate frame. from her brother, right? Yeah, separate from her whole family. Mm-hmm. Same thing with. Um, not to the same extent because the music industry had shifted a little bit, but Britney Spears, similar, not mm-hmm. the same, but similar. Uh, Beyonce, yeah. uh, not the same, but similar. Um, and I'm using female artists just because, um, like Janet's female, but I'm going off of that. But um, same thing with uh, Usher, because uh, Usher and even Justin Crestonflake, um <laughs> You know, there's like, who's going to be the next King of Pop? Who's going to be the next Michael Jackson? One, there will never be another Michael Jackson. But two, um, as close as maybe Usher and Justin Justin Crestleflake may have gotten to that, it still uh, it still pales in comparison, right? They do have staying power. We do know who Usher is. Usher still tours Mm -hmm. and still um, and does sell out. Um, He's doing a Vegas residency right now. In fact, he added some shows. just because the demand has been really high. Um, yeah. Beyonce's on tour right now in Europe. I think the tour is coming to the United States later this year or early next year, something like mm-hmm. that. Um, Justin Crestleflake's not on tour. Uh, not right now. Um, 
Taylor Swift. He mentioned uh, Calvin Michaels mentioned Taylor Swift mm-hmm. in in the in his video. <clears throat> she's transitioned to pop, and she's on tour right now. Um, she actually just what was she before pop? Uh, country, like country pop. She really? Taylor Swift was honestly like the mid two thousands, either Leanne Rhymes or Shania Twain type. Like she did, oh, she started okay. as country, yeah. but it was like more country pop. And then she transitioned to pop in um, like 2012, 2013, maybe even a little bit okay. before that. But like she's like firmly pop now for the most part. She'll still do like ballads or like something that could be considered country or even folk. But mm-hmm. her main focus as of like the last three or four albums um, has been pop. Um Definitely, like, when Bad Blood came out, and I think that was, like, 2012 or 13, something like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that was her. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've never heard... I've only heard yeah. one song by her, I think. I've never heard any of these songs, yeah. because I don't... When I listen to radio, I listen to classic rock stations. Mm-hmm. So I don't... And I and I do listen to the radio every day, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm old-fashioned that way. But I only listen to, like, classic rock stations. So I have no idea... What even one Taylor Swift song sounds like? Mm-hmm. It, I'll hear some when I scroll through, and like some is like, yeah, that kind of catches my ear, and then others I'm like, yeah, whatever, it's not for me because I'm I'm not in yeah. the demographic that um, her music is targeting either. That's another part right. of it. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, and I say all of that to say I was like trying to get back to my point somewhere in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> the thing is, is that. What we conceive as a what we can what we conceive of a superstar or a megastar, um, that environment that produces those types of artists or entertainers doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, the music industry that would give you a Michael Jackson or a Usher or a Janet or a Beyonce or even a Taylor Swift or Bruno Mars doesn't exist anymore. People like and I've, I know I've said this before. Uh, people like Bruno Mars, Taylor Swift, um, Beyonce, really mo- mostly Bruno Mars and Taylor Swift as an example, because the, and, and Adele, um, they came out, I use them in particular because they do have uh, high record sales or high uh, album sales, or at least did, um, yeah. and they, they are like superstar if not megastar status um like uh uh, you know similar to a janet and michael and prince and tina and whatever um Mm -hmm. they're like the last hurrah if you will of like that mtv era because they came out in the transitional period between the sound scan era and the digital era so like adele uh she came out in 2008, 2009. She rose to prominence in 2011 because that's when Rolling in the Deep came out. And, you know, that that's what made Adele, quote unquote, Adele. Right. But that's during the digital era. So things are still kind of in flux. And Rolling in the Deep just happened to like hit or happened to catch on and really hit. And that propelled her to superstar status. Taylor mm-hmm. Swift came out as a country uh, artist or a country pop artist in like 2007, 2008 and like really hit in 2008. But she was slowly transitioning to pop during 
um, the digital era into the the streaming era. Um, so like around 2011 to 2012, um, that's still like the digital era, but it's moving into the streaming era. And because she transitioned mm-hmm. to pop during that and she had the fan base from the country pop crowd that was able to propel her to superstar status. And the same thing okay. with Bruno Mars. I mean, he started out in country, but um, he started out. He, he kind of did the same thing that Ashanti did. Whereas he would sing the hooks on people's uh, records. Mm-hmm. He would do the chorus mm-hmm. and stuff, right? Whitney Houston did that too, right? I I think but she did. She, yeah, she, she did. did she, yeah, she, she did background uh-huh, stuff. Yep. And uh, I mean, there's a bunch of people who like kind of start that way, but that's how he did his. That's how he started his career. And then um, he built his fan base that way. So when his solo stuff came out, now he had some traction. And that was still during the digital era because Bruno Mars came out in like 2010 um, or really mm-hmm. hit into like 2010, 2011. And then he capitalized on that um, with his second album that came out in 2012 into 2013. Um, so then that made Bruno Mars, quote unquote, Bruno Mars. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's part of it is the timing of it, because, of course, it's always about timing. But those three I use them I use those three in particular because they're in that transitional period moving from what the MTV era was and how the music industry was and then and then what it is today there are some exceptions like Katy Perry is part of that but Katy Perry came out in 2008 and um she kind of rode the wave of like the post MTV era the digital era in the streaming era what kind of caught her up though was that she was riding trends um and once that trend died out um her career not to say her career died with it i'm not gonna be that glib it's just it's kind of hit that snag where it's like there's there's nothing for her to latch on to um yeah and it's we make these comparisons just because it's it's easy um but I always use the asterisk that it's not a fair comparison because you can't compare someone like Katy mm-hmm. Perry to Madonna, for instance, or like Beyonce always gets compared to uh, Michael or Janet. And it's like, I understand mm-hmm. why people do that, but it's not a fair comparison simply because Mm-mm. the music industry that Janet and Michael came up in is not the same music industry that Beyonce came up in. Mm-mm. Like, and it's not about whether whether or not you think people are talented or anything. Like, of course, that's subjective. Objectively speaking, the music industry in the 1980s, in particular, because that's where we get our superstars, like our mega stars, is is the MTV mm-hmm. era. That's the 80s, right? Right. Like yeah. James Brown, of course, is is James Brown. Like he he has that respect. Or Dionne Warwick, or um, the Mamas and the Papas, or uh, or Led Zeppelin, right? Like they have mm-hmm. their fan base and they have their respect. But that music industry was a lot different than the 1980s. There's some crossover, yeah. though, because some people like Tina Turner, for example, was big in the 60s and in the early part of the 70s, of course, when she was with Ike. And, and we'll do a Tina Turner episode. But um, she had a resurgence in the 80s and became Tina Turner because of yeah. the MTV era. The music industry was a lot different in the 1980s than it was in the 70s and the 60s. And it's the same yes. thing now. The music industry is a lot different in the 
well now the 20s but the the 2010s um forward than it was in the 80s and the 90s so Mm -hmm. we make the comparison as far as like popularity or as far as like um exposure maybe um so people will say like beyonce is the michael jackson of our time and i get what they're saying when they say that however it's not a fair comparison because it also diminishes, right. it kind of diminishes, um, you know, what Beyonce is currently doing. Because Beyonce, yes, is very popular and is in and has like the exposure and the power um, in the music industry. She does. Like I, I believe she's, if not the top, damn near near the top performer in it, currently in the music uh, industry. The current uh, music yeah, landscape. Yeah. I- um, mm-hmm. I would believe that. Right? I mean, well, she is Queen B mm-hmm. in, in the internet and all this. Like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, the agency is listening, but that's fine. I'm not knocking Beyonce, but what I'm mm. saying is that I get when people say that she's the Michael Jackson of our time, I guess maybe popularity wise or exposure wise. However, that's not a fair comparison. Like, Beyonce is Beyonce, Michael Jackson is Michael Jackson. And right. the, the environment that bursts. Michael Jackson as Michael Jackson does not exist anymore. And there's a, and as Calvin talks uh, talks about in the video, there's a whole apparatus. Um, it's not just the music industry. It's also the artist and repertoire. It's also like the the um, the investment that goes into um, an artist. That's why I always say artist and entertainer. And I try to make that distinction because there are plenty of entertainers. Mm-hmm. There are fewer and fewer artists. Um, That's true. Yeah. Like I consider Mm -hmm. myself right now, I'm an entertainer because I have music. Right. But I've not I'm not at the point yet where um, I'm. I haven't studied the craft enough to in order to produce like art. Not yet. That's the goal. Whereas like someone like Beyonce is an artist. Now, yeah, you may not like everything she does. And that's fine. Again, that's subjective. But Beyonce is mm-hmm. doing, she's been in the business long enough and has had enough um, exposure to experiment with different things and to try different things out. Like her latest album um, is house music um, in genre and tone. Really? Um, and so she's doing, she's been able to like kind of put, put forth a different presentation from each album. That's what an artist is able to do. Michael Jackson mm-hmm, could do that. Mm-hmm. Janet could do that. Tina could do that. Um, Boys to Men. Uh, Madonna's done Madonna's that. Do, yes, Madonna's done mm-hmm. that, right? Like she came out with her music album and her her uh, Ray of Light album. Mm-hmm. They were they were very different mm-hmm. than what you know she had been doing before. Right. Or Beck is another example. Like mm-hmm. every time he puts out mm-hmm. an album, it's like a completely different genre. Um, or yeah. or if you're genre bending, like um, uh, David Bowie, for example, right? Um, mm-hmm. Or even, um, uh, I mean, there's there there are a myriad of people who, who you could consider an artist, but like a Lauren Hill, for example, or um, or even um, Janelle Monet. Like I consider her an artist because um, mm-hmm. she's like she's playing around with different genres and different elements, and she's incorporating. Um, like social political stuff and sexuality like Prince is an artist um, like and in mm-hmm. fact Janelle Monet is um, was his protege at one point um, mm-hmm. and so a lot of people who are out right now 
they're entertaining and that's fine but like it doesn't go further than that and part of that right. it, you know one could argue is whether if they have the talent maturity. right maturity the talent or the wherewithal mm-hmm. to do it and another part of it too is that they don't have the same investment or the same um they don't have the same space or grace to actually be able to experiment because since it's all about the bottom line or that viral moment that gives you that initial um, buzz or, or uh, mm-hmm. you know, or payout or whatever. Exposure. Yeah, yeah. But then it's like, okay, we'll do that again. Um, yeah, you, exactly. Right, do you, it again. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. And you're competing with other people it's who the, are doing the same thing. That's the staying thing. power. Yeah. yeah. That's and the that's, staying power. Right. And that's why it's like. I remember watching um, Making the Band with Puff Daddy or Diddy, mm-hmm. whatever he called himself then. Mm. <laughs> and his his thought process was that an artist, or in this case, entertainers, because he was managing a group, the band, and that's a whole thing. But anyway, <laughs> he was saying that you put out, you, they put out their first album. And he got their album to gold status, which is 500,000 copies shipped, not sold. Right? Because there's a distinction with that, too. Anyway. Okay. So he's saying that because they made it to gold, he's going to stop promotion for that album. And he wanted the group to go in the studio and start working on the next album. His reasoning being that you always wanted to have new music out in the streets. And that way it would keep your name out there and keep your rep out there. And it would keep people interested in you. Okay. The thing with that is, though, is that you're still promoting this first album. Right? Yeah. The idea would it, for it to be, to me, would be like, all right, wait. That's what the point of singles are for. So you have yeah. your album. Yeah. That, and, yeah, yeah. And this is, I think we touched on this in our, in mm-hmm. our episode mm-hmm. with people who have multiple singles from one album. Yep. That was yep. the point. It was like having four or five or six, seven singles from one project. Because that yeah. one thing I think that Calvin touches on, it might not be in this video, um, but one of his other music uh, related videos, he talks about how albums had eras. So you yeah. can point to uh, Michael Jackson, for example, the thriller era, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, and then the bad era, and everything that came with that, right? Bad, the way you make me feel, uh, smooth criminal, so on and so forth. Like all of those songs came from that one record, and that and those songs came out over the span of like a year and a half to two years. Rhythm Nation mm-hmm. era, or like the Control era, there were six singles from that album. Rhythm Nation, there were there were technically eight singles, but seven went top five. The eighth single wasn't released as an official single, but that was three calendar years of of singles being yeah. released from that one album. That's why Rhythm Nation is like Janet's um, one of Janet's um, most lauded albums. Her biggest selling album is the Janet album. Um, and that's when she went from A&M Records to Virgin Records. See our Janet episode. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Madonna, she had the Like a Prayer era, the Like a Virgin era, the Ray of Light era, um, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, the music era, like, like you mentioned earlier. You could point right. to, um, like, different albums and... 
and see like where that artist was at that time, but also see like how that music had the impact and how that music stuck around. Um, yeah, you know, for and and that's as a consumer. Mm-hmm. So like when they keep putting different singles out, you know the the cool part is okay, you like a single. And you go and you go buy the album because it's like, oh, I really like that song. Mm-hmm. With the whole album, then you listen to the whole album. And you're like, wow, there's some really good songs in this. And then as they slowly release each one, you're like, oh, I love that song. I'm so glad that made it on the radio now. Yep. And then you know, it just it, it keeps that album alive mm-hmm. and new. It keeps it feeling fresh for a very a long time. Mm-hmm. And they use and mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. And when when there is a concert you know all the words to all the fucking songs mm-hmm. and it's great that really makes that concert even better and they used to for sure well when you had music videos um mm-hmm. or like music video channels and such um in conjunction with the album you had the music video stations and the radio stations they would put out different versions of that single so yeah it, that's true too right? yeah it could be like the radio uh mm-hmm. like because like radio used to yeah. be regional too so like you always wanted this the extended version mm-hmm. yeah or, especially the, with the videos yes uh-huh. right or like there's the video that's version that has like a dance break if you are a, a dance pop uh type mm-hmm. artist um you have uh regional um remixes and things like that um and so that that keeps things fresh, um, and then that also we uh, that uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for that may reintroduce uh, an album to people like if they were kind of on the fence before and it's like well I like that particular version because that's that part of that is the marketing right this, this is how we got you it's mm-hmm. like we'll put out this mm-hmm. remix version that everybody likes and then when you buy the album it's just the album version and it's like ah I was slighted <laughs> you know. Cause that's gotten me a couple of times. Well, we all still like, kept participating yeah, with it, right. though. Well, yeah, right. We all part- continued to participate in that. We did mm-hmm. up until the early 2000s because the internet yeah. became capital I internet. Yeah, it did. Right? And so when it's, it became self aware. Yeah. <laughs> Skynet became on, Skynet went online. That's what happened. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. I don't have to buy an album to get the remix version. I just have to find it on, at the time, Napster or Kazaa or BearShare, LimeWire, mm-hmm. whatever, right? Now, me personally, I didn't do that. Not because I'm like trying to say like, you know, I don't need the feds coming to, coming to get me. No, I did not do that because I didn't have the internet. Um, and then when we got the internet, yeah, it was dial up. So that wasn't happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my mom, yeah. my mom was like, "You are not downloading things off the internet." It's like, well, I couldn't even if I wanted to because it's dial-up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. But um, when all of that hit, you know, technology uh, changed everything. And Calvin mentioned that mm-hmm. in in the mm-hmm. uh, episode, right? Where it's like technology changed um, in the in the 1940s into the 1950s. Where it's like it mm-hmm. used to be big band radio, and you had to pay all these people to do music and stuff. It's like we don't have to do that anymore. Technology is, has shifted. We could just put it on. Um, uh, we could put it on vinyl. And they were reuse the vinyls. Like, but we don't have to do that anymore either. You know, things like as technology progresses, the one point that he made, um, and that that is true in practice, is that the music industry, or the powers that be of the music industry, are always playing catch up to whatever the techn- technological mm-hmm. advances are being made. 
So now that the internet has become self-aware, you see the music industry try to play catch up of that gap between the consumer gaining more. Oh yeah, what's that word again? Power. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what it is. Because always because the that's always what it is. Always. If you ever want to know, just know it's always power. It's always about power. So the powers that mm-hmm. be in the music industry and how we know um, how we've conceived it from the MTV era, which is 1981 to I always give it a, I give it around 30 years. I say 1981 to 2011. Um, you could argue it and say 25 years or or whatever. I I always give it a nice round 30. But um, it really mm-hmm. peaked in like 2006. Uh, actually, it peaked in 2001 because that's when Napster came out. Um, but uh, the powers that be were like, all right, we'll put out the album or whatever. And the album can be complete mm-hmm. trash. And all you and, and the only songs that are out there are the ones that you see on MTV. So you'll have the the two singles at least, one that's on the radio constantly and the other one that's like a follow-up single to kind of keep things going. And the rest of the album is kind of like, eh, you know, filler. When yeah. Napster hit and the internet became self-aware and Napster started getting more comp- competition or, or substitutes after it, after it was uh, uh, gutted, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well. Wow. Right? Um the power shifted to the consumer. It's like, well, I don't need to spend 15, 20, $25. Cause I remember CDs used to be like 20, tw- at least 20 bucks, if not more. Um, yeah. You know, Out, and, and vinyl when I was a kid and, you know, bought my first record albums, they were like 15, $20, yeah. but that was like 1980s money. And that was a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why you asked for them for Christmas and stuff, right. because it was like, <laughs> You know, and your parents were like, yeah, okay, maybe for Christmas or your birthday, but I'm not going to just run out and buy you an album now. Exactly. <laughs> no, <Right. laughs> it's a lot of money. Well, and now it's shifted where you can get it for free. You can get the whole album if you wanted mm-hmm. to at the time, or you could just get the, the two songs just, that you liked. Yeah. Or pay, pay just one price. Like if you stream, like I do on Spotify, you just pay like 10 bucks a month and you've got everything now like yes you've got every song yes you could possibly ever want but in the early 2000s you didn't have to do anything and that's what the the music industry was like well how are we making our money how do we get you know what what's going on with that and so they put they had to play Mm -hmm. catch up that's where apple music came in right or you in your ipods Mm -hmm. and stuff like Mm -hmm. itunes that's what it was right it's like Mm -hmm. oh well yeah now you can pay for 99 cents or whatever for the one song and if you do decide to buy the whole album, then you just pay the difference, right? Right. Um, and so now with streaming, of course, it's um, it's the same idea, but like it's like you just said, it's like I don't have to uh, pay for the entire album, or whatever. I just pay. I pay ten bucks, and I get all of these songs, and I can make my own little playlist and take it with me wherever I go, right? Mm-hmm, album mm-hmm. sales are not what they once were and honestly won't be as far as physical sales just because technology is a lot different. You'll have those people who are like purists or or completionists or whatever. You'll have those pockets of people who are like, I have to have the mm-hmm. physical album. But that number is dwindling as, of course, people get older and people um, and as technology keeps shifting. It's like, Somebody who would buy an Adele album, a physical copy rather, 
like that person is getting older. So when uh, when Adele puts out another album, yeah, people mm-hmm. will buy it, um, a physical copy. I mean, but that number will be a lot less than what it was when she put out her second album and her third album, because her, right. her first her first album did not sell um, initially, did not sell millions of copies. It didn't initially. Her second mm-hmm. album, because of uh, rolling in the deep and that and that propelled her to superstar status. Her second album sold like 22 million copies worldwide, according to Wikipedia. Um, and then mm. because of that, that reintroduced her first album to people. So then people went out and bought that. And then that pushed it to, I think, nine or 10 million worldwide. So then again, mm-hmm. that makes Adele Adele. Right. And then when her third album came out, in like the first week, it was 4.1 million sales or shipments. Um, I have to go back and look at that. But the thing was, is like they used that as the headline when her first album came out. And it's like her first week sales were four point something million um, mm-hmm. of physical copies. And so yeah. by the time of the end of that album's run, I think it is sold like 20 something million worldwide again. But her last album that came out in either late 2021 or early 2022, I think it was late 2021, um, that did not sell uh, the same amount. In fact, I say this like I can't look it up. Give me a second. <laughs> I always do. We this. always say that. I know, too. right? It's like we I'm always sitting here like, okay, uh, 20, was it 25? Adele album. Uh, let's see. According to uh, according to Wikipedia here, let's see. Does it say? Does it say? Bear with me. Singles, mm-hmm. touring, critical reception. I need a number. Give me a number. As of as of January 2020. Oh, that's 25. Oh, 25 was her third album. So as of January 2020, uh, it it sold nine uh, nine and a half million copies in the United States. Well, North America. So United States and Canada. Mm-hmm. That's her twenty, her album twenty five. What's the one after? Oh, thirty. That's what it is. Okay. All right, thirty. It sold. Yeah. Okay. Uh, her thirty album has sold one point nine, one point nine million records. At the end of 2021, and 203,000 in the beginning of 2022, according to Wikipedia. So, that's a drastic shift. I'm trying to find mm-hmm, like a definitive mm-hmm. number, like a whole number, like 
how many how many records did did it sell? This is Wikipedia. All right, thirty album uh, number of let's see, thirty album record sales. All right. Ah, well, somebody it won't sell. It won't tell me. Give me a number. Okay. According to Google, when I pulled it up, it says yeah. uh, the album sold 5.5 5, uh, 5 million copies. Um, okay. It was the best-selling album of 2021. And that's the other thing, too. Uh, there's a shift, again, in the music industry where in the 80s, of course, after Thriller comes out, it's a blockbuster album. And, you know, an artist, at least in North America, the United States going se- selling 5 million, 10 million, 20 million. Anything past 10 million is is diamond status and that became yeah. the norm. Um you know, if you sold any anything past 10 million, you were a superstar. Anything past uh 15 million or if you got like a double diamond status, you were a mega star. So that excuse me, that's your Michael, Janet, yes. Prince. Uh, Tina Turner, even though she didn't have a number one album, Private Dancer, um, I believe is Double Diamond. Again, wow. I say this like I can't look it up. It's a, but, you know, <laughs> it's a it's a great album. Right. So I you know I don't doubt that anyway. Mm-hmm. And also, it was a lot different too um, because this is they got in on the ground floor of the MTV era. They they got in at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, right? Once mm-hmm. MTV becomes MTV, it's the same thing with YouTube. Like a content creator on YouTube um, in in its early days made a hell of a lot more money than a content creator who's starting today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? And it's just because things have shifted. Things have changed. Um, and so now people account streams, but streams aren't necessarily accurate. Um, my music is streaming, you know, but mm-hmm. how accurate is it? Because uh, like I listen to my own music, and that's really just to bump up the stream. And you judge me if you want to. I do too. Everybody does it. <laughs> Why would you? Why I, I listen to yours also. Mm-hmm. One because I like it, and two I know it helps bump up your stream. Mm-hmm. But in order to like quote unquote make it, the streams that I'd have to get in order to make any money, if that was my main goal, um, would have to be in the hundreds of millions, if not billions of streams yeah. in order for it to have like an actual payout. They've talked to they've talked about that, especially with TikTok, um, and how many views or streams that you have to get on TikTok just to make a few thousand dollars. And it's the same thing with Spotify. Spotify only pays um artists um who use their service like half of a percent. Um, so it like Eight. basically comes out to um, you know like zero 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 point one uh, yeah. cents for every stream, right? So even if you have ten million streams, it's like okay, you made a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, right. And and, yeah. and that's um, and really that's the music industry. Um, as a whole, it's, it's, that's the model that the music industry has always operated off of, where it's like, we'll pay our artists, um, you know, 
cents on the dollar basically and sell the record for 15, 20, 25, 30 dollars where the consumer us is getting, you know, we're paying the 30 dollars for this album or whatever. The artist themselves is getting two dollars and then the label is getting the other 20 or it's getting the other 28. Right. Yeah. That's your TLC story. That's uh, um, Tony Braxton. Um, pretty much any any artist, really, because as big as Michael Jackson is and, and was with Thriller and stuff, I remember doing research when I was trying to get into the uh, when I wanted to be in the music industry and I was um, researching marketing for my album and stuff like that. He got two dollars for every record sold. Mm-hmm. And like this is Thriller, yeah. right? Wow. And Thriller yeah. sells. Oh my gosh. I know, right? Thriller sells. Yes. Twenty something million records in the United States alone. Um, but it's like you get two dollars for for every record sold, really? And that's the yeah. highest at the time. That was the highest rate yeah. for an artist. It's like that sounds ridiculous to me. It does, right? Yeah. It does. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Thriller is Thriller. And hey, $2 for, so, for two, 20-something million gives you 40 million bucks. That's awesome. Yeah. You, know, you still got to pay this thing called taxes. So, you know, take take mm-hmm. away half. So you got 20 million bucks. Yep, exactly. But you still more money mm-hmm. than I have. I'd like to have $20 million. I don't know what I'd do with it, but hey. But still, it's like, okay. like, yeah. like wait a minute. If, if how much, however much Thriller was in the 1980s, like when it came out, because I guarantee you, when it came out, it was sold for one price, and when it really blew up, especially when the videos and stuff came out, I mm-hmm. guarantee you they re-released it and hiked up the price, because now it's a hot commodity. Even oh, more yeah, so than absolutely. it being like a Michael Jackson album, now it's like, no, this is Thriller, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, this is just, yeah, this, yeah. Same thing with Purple Rain. Like, especially when the yeah. movie oh, comes God, out yes. and now Prince is now Prince with Purple Rain. It's like, I guarantee you, yeah. the record label Warner Brothers that he belonged to, they would hike up the mm-hmm. price. In fact, I know they did that because Prince talked about it. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have to cut it short. Nope, that's fine. I know we've been going on. I- uh, yeah, nope. I can hear I can hear my husband with the puppy downstairs. <laughs> I need to go help rescue him. <laughs> Doug, not the puppy. Yeah, all right. Well, but we'll I'd I'd almost it. like to. Can can we? Yeah, can we? Can we put a pin in this? Can we make this? Can we do like a part two? It doesn't yes. have to be next week, but I'd like to. I want to revisit this, and we we can just jump with this anytime we talk about something else too, though, because I think it all definitely connects. And there's a couple. I want to watch that video again because there's a couple things that I want to that I should have taken notes on, but again, I was watching it standing in my kitchen. So I can keep my puppy from doing a million different things. <laughs> so I want to watch it again. I'll probably watch it at school, mm-hmm. uh, at work. Mm-hmm. And then that way I have a little bit of time to watch it and then um, take some notes on it. Because I do want to... There are some things, like I said, that he said that I, I want to go back to. Yeah, I'd also suggest, so, but yeah, I gotta go. in conjunction with that, watch his mm-hmm. So What Happened series. Because he references that okay. in the video. And, okay, and watch... Yeah. The TLC one and Tony Braxton one, okay. and then and then when you watch that video again, a lot of what he's saying will make it'll be a little bit more okay. clear because you'll sure. have like the context for what he's referencing. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. There's, absolutely. There's definitely thank you behind the music, um, because that's yes. oh my god I, yes I guess and we'll end with that. <laughs> I we'll, love that show. We'll do a part two, but I'll end with it here 
um, one of the things that he said in the video is that um, there's no collective consciousness in the same way. Yes, that's that's one of the things I want to address. Mm -hmm. More fully, mm -hmm. I want to address that more. You and I have talked about that before too, though, when it comes to like TV shows and stuff. Uh -huh. So I do, I do, I want to definitely put a pin in that because I, I want to, I want to go back to that mm -hmm. cool. for sure. So to be continued. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely. So all right, well then tell us where your music is besides Spotify. Where else is there other yes. places? Um, you can find my music on, I believe, Rhapsody. You can get it on Google Play. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. Um, I'm trying to get it played on the radio here. Um, we'll see if they play yeah. it because it's up to them. But um, I can submit my music yeah. to a, a local independent radio station. Um, yeah. That's another thing. There aren't too many independent radio stations anymore outside of colleges. But anyway. There's two here. I mean, I there are some. For but, you here. Yeah. I should do that in Key West because there's two different, there's two independent radio stations in Key West. Okay. Hey, cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, you can find my music that way. Uh, a link will mm -hmm. be in the description. Um, yep. You can also find my music on Women Committing Crimes. Uh, that podcast is hosted yep. by Mrs. Tammy Chase. Um, yes, me. <laughs> so, yeah, a, a link will be in the description. Mm -hmm. And yep. you, you can email us, email us uh, at. Yes. Uh, off kilter no filter at yahoo.com and tell us you know what do you think about the music industry or what are some of your um memories of of um mm -hmm. of music uh, of how you consumed music what are the lasting yeah the, what are the what are the artists that have lasting power what are what yeah. are the inter entertainers that have yeah. lasting power like who that really are still here who yeah. made an impact on you like an, mm -hmm. an, an, like an, a formative one or even a, a definitive one because um, that's mm -hmm. been the and if you say if, if if one of our listeners says oh I, I listen to this guy on TikTok honestly you're gonna have to really convince me <laughs> you have to work for that one right well to convince me that they they actually touched you right you know got you into your soul major <laughs> you know they got really into your heart because nah mm -hmm. nah nah right well and I, I think that's the main thing is like we've 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 been very circuitous in our in our approach today. I love that word, um, mm -hmm. but that's that's what we're talking about. It's like mm -hmm. the the entertainers that are out today do not have the same impact. Part of it is not their faults because the music industry um, has shifted, technology has shifted. Any other part is more subjective, where one would argue whether or not they have talent or or as much mm -hmm. talent. Or whatever right yeah you know that's why i'm always that's careful true. when yeah, i have so. those conversations because i'm like i'm not talking about personal tastes in whomever's out right. today you know because right. it's the same thing when i was little like my my i always say i always bring up my dad he did not like the music that i was listening to right. you know and my mom is like she's a little bit more amenable to it but even with uh -huh. even some of the stuff she's like yeah this ain't for me and i see the same thing now yeah. that you know that i'm in my 30s sure. i'm like yeah, this ain't for me, but, you know, you do you, kid. Just don't do it over yeah. here because, like, this is terrible. Turn the shit off. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, All right, well, we got to go because, again, I got that puppy. So, yeah, yes. definitely put a pin in this. We will come back to it. We yes. could talk music for Forever. decades yes. without stopping. Yes. <laughs> so. But we do need to stop. I need to go rescue Doug <laughs> from 
from the little piranha that is floating around downstairs. So. <laughs> All righty. Well, you yes. guys stay safe. And yes, absolutely. We will bring this up next time. So take care and bye. <laughs> bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs>